Nextstar's president says pay TV hasn't gone off a cliff, the Fubo TV dispute isn't significant, and 75% of over 45 still have traditional pay TV. Are his statements true? Listen on to find out. This is Endscreen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at Endscreen Media, and today is March 8th, 2023. In his presentation at the Morgan Stanley Technology Media and Telecom Conference last week, Nextstar President and COO Tom Carter was very upbeat about the future of his company's US TV stations. He made some very bold assertions about the robustness of the traditional television market, and this week, I'm going to examine three of his boldest claims to see if they hold water. But first, have you signed up for the Endscreen Media newsletter? It comes in free daily and weekly editions. The weekly arrives early Friday morning and includes all the best from Endscreen Media from that week, including the daily opinions, analysis and podcasts. It also includes great features like the week's most interesting new data point. For example, last week's was 17%, and that's the expected annual growth rate of the fast business between now and 2028. And it also includes top, top quotes from industry insiders, the calendar, and also, of course, links to the podcast. So why don't you hop over to the Endscreen Media website and sign up now? And did I mention it's free? So before we get started, let's just quickly remember who Nextstar Media Group is. It's a company that owns, operates, programs, or provides sales and other services to 200 broadcast stations, including partner stations, in the US in 116 markets. And they say they reach about 68% of all US television households, including 120 local websites and 239 local news and weather mobile apps. So when somebody like Tom Carter speaks, we should probably listen. Let's take a look at some of the things that he actually said at the conference. The first thing I want to look at is the fact that he is very bullish on the US TV market, and he does not think that the his US TV stations are facing any imminent disaster. What he actually said was, we are projecting subscriber attrition, but make no mistake about it, we do not see a cliff, we're not at a precipice here, or at a point in time where we're at an inflection point. And he actually went on from that and said what he did expect was a plateau rather than a cliff. So let's look at the cliff part of the claim first. We can argue whether what traditional pay TV experienced in 2023 was the edge of a cliff or a steep hill. But either way, it was not good. Cable, satellite and telco TV operators lost 9% That's right, 9% of their video subscribers in 2022. And that's up from 7% annually in the previous three years. So that is an enormous loss. This year, they lost 6 million subscribers, um, which, as I say, that's 9% of their subscribers. Now, there was some offset a little bit from the virtual MVPDs like YouTube TV and Sling TV. 
they gained 1.5 million subscribers last year. Uh, But of course, that is far less than the 6 million lost by traditional pay TV. 4.5 million homes exited the big TV bundle, which is the principal distribution mechanism for Mr. Carter's television stations. So since Nexstar license fees from traditional pay TV and virtual MVPDs are based on subs reached, those fees must have declined 5-6% to last year and something like 15% since 2019. That may not be a cliff, but that is pretty darn significant. Ad revenue has also held up a little better, if we're to believe Nielsen's The Gauge data. According to the latest data that it's provided, it says that cable share of total TV usage declined about 5.5% in 2022. Uh, That's right in line with the decline that we saw in virtual MVPDs plus traditional pay TV. On the other hand, broadcast only slipped a little from 26% in 2021 to 25.7% in 2022. So that's just about a half a percent decline over over the same period. So it is fair to say that traditional TV has not gone off a cliff in the last year or two. However, it certainly isn't fair to say that we've reached a plateau of flattening out. Far from it. The data suggests that the decline in traditional TV is accelerating. Now, the next claim that Mr. Carter made involves Fubo TV. Nexstar pulled its TV channels from Fubo TV in February. Now, the move is part of a much broader dispute that many broadcast stations have with Paramount Global because Paramount Global negotiated a carriage deal with Fubo TV for all CBS TV stations, including the affiliates. The affiliates. Now, many of them consider the deal was struck at below market rates. They think their channels are worth more and they want the freedom to be, to be able to negotiate directly with Fubo TV to get a better deal. Some affiliates have given in and already resumed distribution on Fubo TV, but Nexstar continues to fight. And what Mr. Carter said about this at the conference was, so we're talking about a relatively minor amount of money, quite honestly, to both us and CBS. So it's kind of easy to pick Fubo as a fight to have. And I got to tell you, this statement is absolutely right. It is a minor amount of money. And here's why. There are about 15 million virtual MVPD subscriptions and Fubo TV has 1.445 million of them. That's about 10%. That's according to Fubo's Q4 2022 financial results. But if we look broader and look at big bundle subscribers, then we would wrap in cable, satellite and telco TV homes with those virtual MVPD homes because Nexstar is licensing its channels to all of those. Then Fubo represents just 2% of this big 
TV channel universe. So really, it's not a big part. And I have a feeling that Nexstar can hold their breath a lot longer than Fubo can on this deal. That said, Fubo TV is important. It is the fastest growing virtual MVPD. It grew 28% last year, while competitor Hulu Live grew just 5%, and Sling TV actually declined 6%. So you can see it is really growing very, very quickly. And now you're probably wondering, well, what about YouTube TV? It is the virtual MVPD leader. And the last time Google told us how many subscribers it had, which was early last year, it said it had 5 million subscribers, clearly the market leader. But it doesn't give regular updates. So we really don't know how it did last year, but we do have some indication. I talked to my friends at TiVo uh, who have the video trends report and asked them how many more people were you say they used YouTube TV at the end of 22 versus the beginning. And they said they saw a 5% increase. So it looks like YouTube TV got about a 5% increase in 2022 in the number of subscribers. Next up probably needs to get the issue ironed out with Paramount Global sooner rather than later because, yeah, Fubo is not significant today, but it is growing and it's one of the only virtual MVPDs that is. The last statement I want to examine from Mr. Carter is that he says that 75% of Americans over 45 years old still have a traditional pay TV and have no plans to leave. And to quote him, we think that's sticky for at least the foreseeable future. And on this, I don't think his 75% number is accurate. Pew data from 2021 certainly doesn't support his statement. Unfortunately, Pew's age data doesn't quite line up with the over 45 data that was given by Mr. Carter, but we can get a pretty good idea from the data that they provided. They say that the percentage of US adults between 50 and 64 years old that receive TV via cable or satellite was 80% in 2015 and fell to 66% in 2021. So 66% is pretty far south of 75%. The penetration among those 65 and older dropped from 86% to 81%, and 81% is a little bit higher. But it turns out that there are roughly the same number of people in the 50 to 64 age group as they are as there are in the 65 plus age group. So for the for both groups, for the 50 and olders, the average proportion with cable or satellite is probably around 73%. So that sounds pretty close to 75%, right? Well, there are a couple of reasons why I think it's significantly lower than that. First, the penetration among the 30 to 49-year-olds is only 46%. That's right, 20% below the upper age group. The 45 to 49s, that means that they are probably significantly lower than that 66% quoted for the 50 to 64s. So that's reason number one why I think it's lower than 
And reason number two is that the penetration has likely fallen further since 2021. That's because all of the age groups in the Pew study showed significant declines between 2015 and 2021, including the older groups, as we've seen. So the penetration among those 45 and older, I think, is likely below 70% today, not 75 And as to his claim that the over 45s are sticky for the foreseeable future, I don't agree with that either. Cowan Equity Research in 2021 said that 17% of cord cutters were over 60 and that the percentage was showing a steady, meaningful increase. In other words, the over 60s are being impacted by the same dynamics which have been driving pay television cancellations in younger age groups. And if you look, they're also showing the biggest gains in SVOD and adoption of fasts. So that I think, uh, those are two reasons why I think the penetration among 45 and over of pay TV is more like 70% or lower. So briefly to conclude, traditional TV viewing hasn't gone off a cliff, but the industry has by no means reached a plateau either. It is declining. And the missing Fubo TV subscribers due to the Paramount Global dispute aren't a huge problem for Nextstar, but it is growing in importance. And finally, the proportion of people over 45 with a traditional pay TV subscription is likely south of 70%, not 75%. And it is not stable, but declining, though slightly more slowly than in younger age groups. So if you would like to go back over some of the data that I have presented here in the podcast, there is a loose transcript at my website. Just look under the analysis tab and you'll find it just uh, you'll find it right there. Look for end screen noise. It should be sitting right at the top if you're listening to this in the second week of March. And you'll also find there a couple of diagrams which you might find help really, really explain the data in a little bit more detail that I've been talking about here. And uh, while you're there, why don't you check out some of the other great features of end screen media, including our trackers feature. And oh yeah, sign up for our newsletter. This has been Colin Dixon with Endscreen Media. I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is a production of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.